And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, April 18th, and we are here trying to take the mystery out of your financial life. We do that by asking you to send us your questions. Just go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Lately, Mark, what's been fun is that we get couples that are coming on the air, which is awesome. I don't think we ever had that in, you know, whatever, 11 years of the radio show. Did we ever have a couple? I don't think so. This is the best. Okay. So today we are joined by Anne and Jeff. They are on the line from Michigan. Hello, you two. How are you? We're good. Hello. Okay, who's the real prompter of this call? Is it you, Anne, or you, Jeff? Who's the one who's nudging you guys along? Uh, that would be me. <laughs> I don't know. I had a feeling. It's, it's usually you can know by who has sent the initial email. So tell us what's going on and how we can help you out. Well, we have some um, investments that I know that we probably made some mistakes on um, going with those. So I know that we need a little bit more in our retirement savings. And so I wanted to uh, review and maybe make some changes to what we have so that we could get on a better track for our, our next decade. Tell us about yourselves. How old are you guys? Um, I'm 48 and Jeff is 50. He makes around 90000 and I make about 36000 You have um, some kids? Um, yep, we have two kids. They're almost 17 and 15. Are they college-bound types of kids? Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. And um, will they be attending a public or a private school for college, do you think? What's your guess? Yeah, we're hoping public. We just started doing our college search, and so we're kind of spread out all over. But after seeing some of the prices, um, we're a little stressed. <laughs> I don't understand that. Pay. Oh, God. It's awful. It's like sticker shock. <laughs> How is your cash flow on this combined ninety and $36,000? How do you guys feel? Uh, well, I think I feel pretty decent. I, you know, I feel like we can cover all of our expenses. Um, we save a little bit. You know, we don't feel like we're flush to be able to do 
whatever we want. We have around, you know, not quite 6,000 in expenses each month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're able to cover that as well as put a little into our um, emergency fund and a little into college savings. Okay. So let's talk about this. How much are you guys putting into retirement right now? So Jeff, let's start with you. You're $90,000. What are you contributing into retirement? I'm putting 10%. And is it um, pre-tax or is it a Roth contribution? It's pre. How much money is in the plan right now? Uh, 330000 Okay. And Anne, how about you? What are you putting away on the thirty-six? Um, I'm putting in 10% as well. Uh, mine is around 40000 mm-hmm. um, And my company just stopped um, matching as of this year. That's, that's not very nice. Stop. It should, shouldn't it be the other way? Like in a tight labor market, you want to do nice things for your employees? Uh, yeah, we, we had new ownership. So um, that's why. Are you going to get a new job? Do you, do you dislike where you are? Well, I work part-time, so probably not get a new job at this point in time. Tell me about the college stuff. You got what type of plan? 529 plan or some other kind of college savings? Um, yeah, so we have a 529 for each of the kids. Um, it's with American Funds, mm-hmm. um, and we contribute $150 each month for each child. Um, so my son has around 29000 and my daughter has 25000 And how about a home? Do you own your home? Yes, we do. Uh, tell me how much is that worth? Um, it's around 230000 and uh, we have a mortgage for around 95000 um, It's at 2.25%. Was it a 15-year or a 30-year? Well, we did a 10-year. Aha. Okay. <laughs> it was before I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> okay. No problem. That's okay. When are the 10 years up? Um, so we've paid one year in. So we were trying to get it done before my husband retired. So we'll be done when he's um, hitting 60. Okay. So Jeff, when you retire, will you have any pension, anything like that? What's the 10-year mark? Why is that magical for you? Well, when I retire at 65, I get a pension of, I believe, it, yeah, it's $400 a month from a previous employer. Oh, at 65, 400 a month. I like that. And But yeah. this job, no. No. No, why are we putting, why are we pegging ten years? What's the magic of sixty for you guys? I was hoping he could retire at sixty-two, but I know that might be tough with um, health care. Um, I think the only reason I picked that was I just wanted to be done with the mortgage, so we could have money to set aside. But okay, but Jeff, are you like a miserable worker? Do you hate oh, what you do, or you like what you do? No, I like what I do. So yeah, I with continuing beyond ten years. That that's. Okay. You know, good. I don't need to leave for my okay. sanity, so I'm okay. fine. And what about you? Do you feel like you're like, ugh, I'm over this? I've got ten <laughs> or twelve years left. I mean, I don't know. You just have to be honest with me because we'll try to work around what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm part time right now with the thought that I may have to go full time um, since the kids are older and they won't need me to chauffeur them around quite as much. <laughs> yeah, the driving service. Oh, your mom, my yeah. mom's an Uber driver for myself, right? right. Um, if you were to go full time, would it just be double what you make or more than that? Um, it would be less than double because I'm working around 30 hours right now. So okay. my salary would be closer to um, like the low to mid 50s, I guess. Okay. Um, but I personally don't want to work till 65. <laughs> All right. Calm down there, lady. Please, Mark. She's very pushy, isn't she? Gosh. 
Um, all right. Is there other money that you guys have out there, like maybe old retirement accounts or brokerage accounts and also your emergency reserve? I'm trying to get a handle on the other parts of the, the other assets you own. Okay. Yeah. So we actually have um, some former 401ks that are in a traditional IRA, and those are currently in a managed account, which we would like to get out of. Mm -hmm. um, so Jeff has 107000 and I have 58000 um, And then we also have um, two Roth IRA annuities. Oh, um, come on. Yes, I know. <laughs> They're in the managed account. <laughs> of course they are. Shocking that you wouldn't have chosen that yourself. What's yeah. the annuity company, do you know? It's American Equity. And how much in each of those Roth annuities? So I have 25000 and Jeff has 11000 And Got then um, on just the personal side, I have um, a utility stock they recently split, or there is a spinoff. So one of them has 137000 What? Who worked at the utility company? Someone's <laughs> parent. Well, it was a, yes, a gift from my grandfather um, when I was around 10 years old. Get so. out of here. And so obviously you have a massive capital gain in that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the, the one is 137,000 and then they just spun off. So that's 27,000. So um, around 164 total. Um, and that pays out dividends. Um, so this year we would get just over 3,000 in the cash dividends and then another 1,600 would be reinvested. Wow. Holy moly. This is an interesting, um, this is a very interesting asset base that you have. Like, wow, it's an interesting yeah. balance sheet. Uh, what about cash in the bank? Uh, we have 30000 right now in our emergency fund. Are you guys making retirement contributions into that Roth IRA annuity as well? No, we're, we're only contributing to our 401ks. Okay. The managed accounts, how do you pay the person who is so-called managing it? Is it a commission? Um, yes, it's a 1% commission on um, the two larger accounts. Those two accounts, just so I'm clear, those two accounts came from old retirement accounts. So they are essentially rollover IRA accounts is what I'm thinking. So yes. I think it's okay. Now, yes, they are. tell me in your, Anne, in your retirement account right now, what is the company that's the sponsor, meaning uh, is it held at Vanguard or Fidelity? Like, where's that retirement account, the current one that you use? Where is that? Well, the one at my company, they just moved into Fidelity. Great. And the two managed ones are also in Fidelity. Good. And Jeff, where's your account, your current retirement account? It's with Vanguard. So here's what I think you should do. The two managed IRAs, right? We're going to fire the manager you guys can roll each of those accounts into your current retirement accounts. You got to go to your current plan and see if they will take these funds. Okay. They may or they may not. I'm betting they will. I think it might be easier for you and because you're at Fidelity to say, Hey, I have an old IRA rollover. It's at Fidelity. I'd like to just roll it into my current account. Boom. Done. And Jeff, you would do the same thing at Vanguard to say, I have an old IRA rollover, use that word, rollover, um, and I'd like to roll it into my current account. We want to consolidate this because you both have good plan providers right now, which is fantastic. So we get that done. The Roth IRAs. Oy, yay, yay. When did you buy these? Um, okay, so we're out of the surrender period. Oh, good. Um, 
Yeah, so we were hoping to be able to cash those in. Um, let me see. I have, they were out of surrender in 2013. Perfect. Okay, so all you're going to do is open up a, oh, wait a second. Where are the utility stocks held directly? Are these DRIPS, dividend reinvestment plans, or are they held at a brokerage firm? I think it's just direct. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so pick a place where you want to do business. I'm guessing it's going to be Fidelity, but it should either be Fidelity or Vanguard, whatever you'd like. You're going to open up Roth IRA accounts at that firm, wherever you choose to have your life, right? And you're going to roll the money. You're going to say to, like when you're doing this, you say to Fidelity, I would like to open up a Roth IRA and here's the money that I want to, you know, help me get the money that's in this silly annuity and pop it into a plain old Roth IRA. That's all you have to do. And then we can select investments at that firm, but you don't have to worry about it. You're at a surrender period. So people are listening. Surrender period is usually a very long period of time where an insurance company whacks you for leaving the annuity or the life insurance product within a certain period of time. And a surrender period usually lasts, can be like seven years, 10 years. It's crazy. And it's a declining fee. But you're out of that. All that would happen is cash would roll into a new Roth account. So, and your account would be a $25,000 cash would come into the Roth account. You just you just pick a couple of mutual funds or ETFs or index funds and boom, you're done. And same thing for uh, for Jeff's. And then you now you, all you would have, so think about this. Here's what you'd have. Two retirement accounts that you currently contribute to and we have the old retirement accounts rolled in there. So now we're like streamlining your life. You have a Fidelity account and it's got your current 40000 plus the $58,000 that comes in from the old account. In Jeff's account, he's got his three thirty plus his 107000 from his old account. Then you'll have two Roth IRAs, one with twenty five grand, one with eleven grand. Boom, you're done. Now, I want to ask you about the 529 plans. Did the advisor sell these 529 plans to you? Yes, they did. Oh, my God. Mark. Mark, what am I, I like? I'm holding my head right now. Wait a second. Does Michigan? Let me just see something. What's Michigan's 529 plan look like? Let's look. It's all Vanguard. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so <laughs> this is great. See, I told you this is how you can actually fix things. Okay, so you already have a 529 plan. All you're going to do is you're going to roll your current. 529 plan into this one. That's it. Okay. So now there's more, are there more assets or more things that I, I haven't, is there some horrible life insurance policy? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so I don't know. There's one thing I'll, I'll mention before we move on to the life insurance part. Um, so we did have another annuity that we just cashed out. Mm -hmm. um, it was an interest only um, for 12000 that we're planning to use because um, we're going to purchase um, a lease vehicle, an expiring lease one from a family member. Oh, nice. We need a third vehicle. So I just wanted to put that out there just in case that's a really bad choice. No, no, no. Like you need a car, you need a car. <laughs> Mom needs another Uber driver in the family. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the, our son will be getting his license. So we're trying to get him to drive himself to work and school. So yeah, it'll be, it'll pay for itself when you start earning 50 grand instead of 36. Yes. Um, okay. So what, tell me about the life insurance stuff. Okay. So for the life insurance, so 
I have two policies. I have a term that my, or a whole life, uh, I should say, that my parents bought when I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one is around 21,000 right now. So I was wondering if I should get rid of that. And then I have a term life for 100,000. So Jeff has one times his salary from work. Mm -hmm. Um, He does have a term life policy for 430,000. And that one ends... Um, that one ends when he'll be 60. And then the the bad one is we have a whole life policy that's 150000 um, We're paying 2900 a year. Um, we've paid in five years. Um, that one at his age of 65, he would get $7,350 in annual payments. First of all, stop paying. Stop paying for it. Do not put any more money. Are you beyond surrender period in the whole life or not? In that hundred fifty thousand? And I don't think so because we're only five years in. So we've yeah. paid in fourteen five, and the cash value is eleven thousand. Oh. Also, um, Jeff saw that. I guess you can convert it into term life. Yeah. Um, so listen. Nobody buys whole life insurance on their own like this. It is sold to them. So first of all, you're off the hook. This is not your fault, number one. Number two, what I would do is I would stop paying for it. You could do one of two things. One is that you can just let the cash value start to evaporate over the next couple of years when the surrender charge gets, and you can check the surrender charge. Whole life policies usually have like an eight, nine, 10 year surrender year period, but it goes down, right? So it's like 10% the first year, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You could see like, okay, when it's like one or 2% to get out, I'll just blow it out and get the money. There will be no tax event because you will have less money in the policy than you put in and you will move on. You probably could use a little more insurance coverage. Can you buy more through work, Jeff? Can you buy like two times your salary? Yes, I, I have that ability. So all we would want to do is, you know, keep the whole life for as long as what, and then, and like throw an extra couple hundred thousand, you know, maybe do two times your salary or three times your salary. It'd be a very cheap way to keep yourself insured while you keep building up this asset base. But the whole life stinks. This funny thing about your whole life, Anne, is that it's not terrible because it's so old. The hole was dug very deep a long, long time ago. Your family kind of filled it up little by little. You're not paying for this anymore, are you? Oh, yes. It's um, $95 a year. Exactly. So, you know, you could keep it if you want. It's fine. You don't even have to pay for it. You probably will pay it. You can ask them. You can say to the to the insurance company, what would the insurance amount be if it were paid up? That's the term you would use, which is like, if I never made another payment, would this last the rest of my life? If not at 21000 what would the dollar amount be? It might be 10000 It might be like, fine, it's a burial. Or you might be like, eh, forget it. Give me the money. Goodbye. You really don't have to worry about it. So we got to get rid of the whole life. We got to do a little more research on that. Do you guys have wills? Um, we have a revocable living trust. But do you also have a will then, right? We do not. So that is- What? Who did this? <laughs> the same place. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, first of all, this is what I want you to You don't need a revocable trust. That's a dumb thing to have for you guys. It's like, it's it's beyond. You need a will, a healthcare proxy, and a durable power of attorney. Um, if you don't want to do it yourselves, you've got to go just ask somebody. Do you have an accountant? Do you do your own taxes? Uh, we just went to an accountant this year for our taxes. Okay, ask the accountant. Say, I need a cheap, efficient estate attorney. 
Mark, what should we do with this low cost basis stock? Do you want to pay for it? You want to, do you want to start selling some of it? I mean, the problem is that it is a silly capital gain that you're going to have to pay. It's just like, you'll have to make a guess. Basically, you'll have to be like, okay, you know, I have $160,000. My acquisition cost is you have to find out from the company if they'll give you your cost basis. But let's say out of the 160, the cost basis is like 30. Basically, where did you get the stock at what value? Every time you invested your dividends, it raises the cost basis. Should we sell this or not, Mark? I mean, it's probably like 16, 17, 18% of their entire portfolio. I know it's a lot. I, I'm inclined to sell a little bit, not a ton, but I, I'm inclined to, this is what I think you should do. Think about the utility stock. I think you could sell a little bit at a time and you don't have to go crazy. But when you talk to this accountant, say we plan to sell this stock over time, little bit. And maybe what you guys do is you sell like 15 grand a year, 20 grand a year. And then you take the proceeds and you put in the 529 plan, get your state income tax reduction. Because you guys are not in a high tax bracket for capital gains. That's the thing. I think that if you wait too long, this you will see your capital gains rates go up. So I would sell some of this a little bit at a time. I'd use the proceeds to put money in the 529 plan and then your brand new Roth IRAs. That's what I would do. What a gift from the grandparent to be able to fund college, help fund college, help fund your retirement. So as your cash flow improves, because you're going to be done with your house, you can also start ticking up on the amount of money you put into your 401ks if you wanted to. But I would be more, I'd actually rather you guys, instead of putting more money in your 401ks that are pre-tax, I'd rather you just make the contributions into your Roth IRAs, 6,000 each. Uh, Jeff, you can put in an extra thousand because you're over 50. Welcome to the club, my friend. And then you got to get the, you got to get this estate stuff cleaned up. I've given you a lot to do today. Jeez. Yes, you have. But no, it's been very helpful. So thank you. All right. Take a deep breath. You got a lot to do. You got your to-do list. Wow. Mark, these couples are very complicated. And uh, if you feel like you just need a reset, it's funny because Anne's like, oh, you know, we made mistakes in investments. It's not really a mistake. It's just that someone sold you crap you didn't quite need. And so if you feel like you could relate to some of the things that Ann and Jeff were saying, then why don't you give us a holler? All you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and we'll get you on the air. And it's fun when we get these couples. It is totally fun. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast and sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And of course, leave us ratings and reviews. Ah, very good. It's a good way to start the week, my friends. Do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.